booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. I don't understand the pushback. Manhattan's DA there, Alvin Bragg, saying he doesn't understand criticism of his soft-on-crime policies. He's now overturned nearly 200 misdemeanor convictions at the hands of dirty cops. New York's governor declares a state of emergency in western New York, where up to six feet of snow is forecast. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will not seek the post again following Republicans winning majority control of the U.S. House of Representatives in the midterms. Top Republicans taking the first steps to investigate the president's son, Hunter, and his overseas business dealings possibly connected to his father. Trump endorsed Carrie Lake lawyering up as she is expected to legally contest the Arizona governor's race. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office on Thursday moved to scrap nearly 200 misdemeanor convictions that relied on the work of eight dirty NYPD cops. The cops were found guilty of things like taking bribes, stolen, stealing, or lying on the job. The dismissals follow a review by prosecutors of cases tied to these officers convicted of things like perjury, falsifying records, bribe-taking, and even drug dealing. Earlier this year, D.A. Alvin Bragg explained his soft-on-crime policies allowing potentially dangerous pre-child detainees to walk free. We've all seen the story of the person who's uh, on their eighth arrest, and people say, well, how'd this happen? How'd that assault happen? Well, there were seven prior times with that person struggling with addiction or mental health. We didn't connect that person to services. This is going to make us safer. It's intuitive. It's common sense. I don't understand the pushback. More than half of these 188 cases ranging from 2001 to 2016 that the DA's office is seeking to get dismissed ended in fines being issued or the defendants being incarcerated, though none are currently behind bars, according to prosecutors. Similar efforts in the Bronx, Brooklyn, and Queens District Attorney's offices have resulted in 600 guilty verdicts getting tossed out this year. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul declared a state of emergency beginning yesterday in parts of western New York ahead of a potentially dangerous bout of lake effect snow. The latest forecast from the National Weather Service predicted more than four feet of snow and possibly up to five or six feet that may paralyze the hardest-hit communities, including Buffalo, with periods of nero, near zero visibility. What we're talking about is a, a major, major storm. This is considered an extreme event, an extreme weather event. That means it's dangerous. It also means it's life-threatening. And that's the seriousness with which we're taking this, that this is a life-threatening storm. We may need life-saving actions or rescues, and we're ready with the equipment to handle that as well. Hochul compared the approaching storm to a similar one in 2014 that left 20 people dead. Lake effect snow warnings and winter storm watches are in effect through Sunday evening for several counties in the western part of New York, Finger Lakes, Central New York, and North County regions. The state of emergency covers a total of 11 counties. The snowfall expected to be at its greatest intensity through Friday evening. Well, the Nancy Pelosi era has come to an end after leading the Democrats for the last two decades. The House Speaker announced yesterday that she will, in fact, step down from her leadership role when the new Congress is sworn in in January. Finally, 
I saw it. A stunning white building with a magnificent dome. I believed then, as I believe today, this is the most beautiful building in the world because of what it represents. The Capitol is a temple of our democracy, of our Constitution, of our highest ideals. The announcement came shortly after late midterm results had officially flipped House control to Republicans. Pelosi plans to remain in Congress. Top oversight Republicans said Thursday they want bank records detailing suspicious transfers of funds from Hunter Biden's business dealings. Representative James Comer, the ranking member on the House Oversight Committee, said at a news conference that Republicans on the committee are aware of approximately 150 suspicious activity reports by banks forwarded to the Treasury Department that involve a member of the Biden family. And to date, they've only been able to review details of two. Here's Ohio Representative Jim Jordan. We're committed to getting to the truth, the facts. We think that's what the American people are entitled to. We're going to we're going to we're going to try to help uh, Representative Comer and the team here at Oversight with uh, with our work on judiciary, but with a specific focus on what the FBI was doing. Hunter Biden under investigation in Delaware as well. Arizona Republican Carrie Lake luring up and could look to legally contest the results of the governor's race after it was officially called for Democratic governor-elect Katie Hobbs on Monday. In a new two-and-a-half-minute video, her latest public comments on this, Lake described the long lines that voters faced as unforgivable. Now, I am busy here collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. Lake traveled to Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach, Florida, Thursday, ahead of this potential legal fight. And an update for you now on Jay Leno. He is receiving various forms of treatment for his third-degree burns in video that was obtained by Inside Edition. The Jay Leno's garage host lies in a hyperbaric chamber where his left arm can be seen bandaged almost to his elbow and his right hand is wrapped. A brief glimpse also reveals Leno's face is entirely wrapped in gauze. Dr. Peter Grossman explains that the 72-year-old Leno is in good condition after undergoing one surgery, a second is planned, and uh, it was described as a grafting procedure. Mr. Leno underwent uh, what's called a surgical excision and grafting uh, procedure uh, to his face, his chest, and his hands. The former Tonight Show host was working on his 115-year-old car over the weekend when a fuel leak and a simultaneous spark in the 1907 white steam car triggered an explosion. A federal judge on Thursday struck down provisions of Florida's Stop Woke Act that prohibited public college employees from promoting eight concepts related to race during instruction. U.S. District Judge Mark Walker, who previously blocked other portions of the law in a separate case, quoted the opening sentence of George Orwell's dystonian novel 1984 as he issued a preliminary injunction blocking the law's higher education provisions and also pushing back on the state's arguments. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and state GOP lawmakers championed this legislation as fighting back against a woke agenda pushed by liberals in banning the installing of critical race theory. Here's DeSantis in December of last year. You think about what MLK uh, stood for. He said he didn't want people judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. You listen to some of these people nowadays, they don't talk about that. 
an undergraduate student, student organization and uh, professor at the University of South Florida filed the suit in September and were supported by a variety of legal advocacy organizations. Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager accused, uh, acquitted of homicide later on after being accused related to the killing of two people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, during a 2020 protest there, met with a group of House Republicans in the Second Amendment caucus on Thursday evening. The Second Amendment, of course, the right to bear arms. Rittenhouse shared his story and held a question and answer session with members of the group. Rittenhouse also recently started a new YouTube channel with a co-host about his love for guns. Hey guys, thank you guys for checking out my YouTube channel. I have some great content that I look forward to making for you guys. Thank you, Brandon, for helping me get started, for uh, letting me film with you and giving me some great advice. So uh, I don't know if it's great advice yet. We'll see it's how advice. the channel goes. It is advice. It's advice. We don't know if it's quite great. The meeting with Rittenhouse comes nearly a year to the day after a jury unanimously found him not guilty of all the charges that he faced, including intentional homicide and endangering safety. Rittenhouse's lawyers argued that he acted in self-defense. Starbucks workers at more than 100 U.S. stores went on strike Thursday, marking their largest labor action since a campaign to unionize the company's stores began late last year. The walkouts coincided with Starbucks' annual Red Cup Day when the company gives free reusable cups to customers who order a holiday drink, often one of the busiest days of the year for Starbucks. Workers say they're seeing better pay, seeking better pay, more consistent schedules and higher staffing levels in busy stores especially. Workers at 25 in uh, 25 states took part in the labor action, according to Starbucks Workers United. Strikers also handed out their own red cups with union logos. Starbucks, which opposes the unionization effort, said it is aware of the walkouts and respects its employees' right to lawfully protest. Texas's migrant busing program is not sitting well with the cities who are receiving these asylum seekers. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. The mayor of Philadelphia is the latest to claim they weren't warned about the arrival, which organizers say is untrue. We have full confidence that the NGOs that we are working with are communicating with the NGOs in the places these buses are being delivered to. Nim Kidd heads the Texas Department of Emergency Management. He says those non-governmental organizations start coordinating before people even get on the buses. Texas has so far sent 1,300 migrants to New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and Philadelphia. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Russian airstrikes targeted Ukraine's energy facilities again on Thursday as the first snow of the season fell in Kiev. Moscow's missiles continue to take out power and gas plants in Ukraine as winter descends. Separately, the United Nations announced the extension of a deal to ensure exports of grain and fertilizers from Ukraine that were disrupted by the war. Here's U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Together, we sent a clear message to President Putin that he should extend the Black Sea uh, Grain Initiative, which was set to expire on Saturday. This is a vital lifeline for the rest of the world, delivering more than 10 million metric tons of much-needed food, the overwhelming majority of which is going to the developing world. On Thursday, at least seven people were killed and more than two dozen others wounded in the drone and missile strikes. 77 WABC News Time, 515. 
Justin Ellix here with sports, and I think he has some news about uh, the judge. Yes, I do, Deb. Indeed, it is time to all rise once again. I know that sounds weird here in the offseason, but we all know what I'm talking about. Yankees star outfielder Aaron Judge did indeed notch the final accolade to top his historic 2022 season as he's crowned the American League's most valuable player, receiving 28 of 30 first-place votes to edge out the two-way Anaheim stud Shohei Otani. Judge is the first outfielder for the Yankees to win the award since Mickey Mantle in 1962. St. Louis Cardinals first baseman Paul Goldschmidt took the NL honors, beating out teammate Nolan Arenado and San Diego Padres third baseman Manny Machado. And on to the ice now. Make it 11 straight for your New Jersey Devils as they best the Maple Leafs in Toronto by a score of 3-2 to two in overtime. Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt uh, goals went with Vitek Vanacek set 25 saves, saves in net to help the Devs improve to 14-3 and three overall. But it was Igor Sharangovich who played the hero in overtime to seal the victory. Hughes intercepts the pass. Leafs can't change. Hughes for the window. Rebound. Sharangovich. He scores! Igor Sharangovich wins it in overtime. They just won't quit. That call courtesy of MSGSN. The 11 straight wins marks the third time. The Devils have reached the mark in franchise history, and they'll try and make it 12 in Ottawa on Saturday against the Senators. As for the Islanders and Rangers, they didn't help their chances of catching the Devs atop the Metropolitan Division as they both suffered losses on the night. The Islanders fell 5-4 to four in Nashville to the Predators to fall six points back, while the Rangers lose 3-2 to two in Seattle against the Kraken to drop eight points behind the top dog, New Jersey. Both teams will be back on the ice tomorrow after an off day today. And on the hardwood here, it was the Nets pulling out an nail-biter in Portland against the Trailblazers, squeaking out the 109 to 107 victory last night. Royce O'Neal, he played the hero for Brooklyn, tipping in the winner with 0.7 seconds left on the clock to complete his triple double and the Brooklyn victory. As for the Knicks, they'll be back on the court tonight out west to take on the Warriors at 10 p.m. Eastern time and Thursday night football. So the Titans cover the spread against the Packers in Green Bay. Tennessee comes away with the 27 to 17 victory locally this weekend. You got the Jets as three and a point half underdogs in New England against the Patriots Sunday at one, and the Giants joining them in that time slot as three point favorites at home with the Detroit Lions in town. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Checking your futures, the Dow up 64 points, 0.19% at 33,645. The S&P is up 13 points, the NASDAQ up 47 and a quarter points, gold at $1,767.10. That's up $4.10 an ounce. Crude oil at $81.75, up 11 cents a barrel. In New York City, restaurant delivery workers could soon earn nearly $24 an hour. 77 WABC's Noam Layden has more. Some city council members say those delivery workers who are paid by apps like Grubhub and DoorDash deserve that $24 an hour wage. Some New Yorkers agree. They should be paid to deliver my food. It's a luxury to have my food delivered. I know. They're out there because people don't want to go out in the bad weather to get food. But others who use those popular apps wonder how much they'll have to pay for food deliveries if the new hourly rate is approved. I I just think it's so much. What does that come to? Like 60 grand? City estimates more than 60,000 workers would be eligible for the new pay hike for early news. I'm Noam Layden. No federal takeover of the Rikers Island Jail for now. A federal judge will allow New York City to continue its attempts to reform Rikers Island, concluding that putting the troubled jail in receivership would be premature. Corrections Commissioner Luis Molina assured the judge that the administration is committed to solving problems that a receiver cannot He asked federal Judge Laura Taylor Swain to give him more time. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, is opposed to such a takeover. I don't know why people think that, okay, let's turn it over to the federal uh, receivership 
and all of a sudden all the problems are go, going to go, go away. That's not true. Community activists, including those formerly incarcerated at Rikers and those with loved ones still in prison, want to strip New York City of control of the facility. So far this year, 18 inmates have died in city jails, most of them at Rikers. Commuters driving on the Jackie Robinson Parkway in Queens witnessed a scary incident of road rage on Thursday morning. A 38-year-old driver was on the Cypress Hill Street exit ramp of the parkway about 5.45 in the morning when another vehicle pulled up beside them. A passenger shouted, you cut us off, before multiple shots were fired, according to the NYPD. And the driver was grazed by a bullet in his back and was treated at the scene. The suspects fled back onto the Jackie Robinson Parkway in a white Acura with Pennsylvania license plates. So far, no arrests. A raid at a Brooklyn smoke shop accused of illegally selling pot. The New York City Sheriff's Office, the NYPD, and the state's Office of Cannabis Management carried out this raid at Big Chief on 3rd Avenue and 74th Street in Bay Ridge. The NYPD ended up arresting two people. Sheriff's deputies and the Office of Cannabis Management Enforcement agents seized boxes and bags of evidence. New York City Sheriff Anthony Miranda spoke to Fox 5. This is a danger to the community, right? When you start selling these products and have these areas that are attractive to both children and normal residents when they're walking around, nobody really wants that in the neighborhood. A year ago, New York decriminalized recreational marijuana. The Office of Cannabis Management has been setting up the rules for retail licenses. However, in that time, despite warnings, weed shops like Big Chief have popped up all over the city, jumping the gun on retail sales. The sister of the man accused of shoving New York City resident Michelle Goh to her death says she believes her brother, Marshall Simon, should never have been let out on the streets in the first place. Simon is facing second-degree murder charges, although he remains in a psychiatric hold, charged with shoving the 40-year-old lower Manhattan woman to her death in January at the Times Square subway station. The attack was random and unprovoked. Simon's sister, Josette, spoke to PIX11, explaining her brother has a 25-year history of mental health issues. It's like, here is the pacifier. Now you're on your own. Okay, now, next, next. Not trying to solve the problem. They drop the ball no matter how I look at it. How do you let someone like that out in the street? What do you expect him to do? According to the New York State Office of Mental Health, the number of combined local hospital and state psychiatric center beds have dropped steadily over the last decade from 4,889 in 2012 to 4,121 in 2019, right before the COVID-19 pandemic. That leaves New York City with a population of 8.5 million people with just 4,130 inpatient psychiatric beds. Police are continuing to investigate two mysterious deaths in Hell's Kitchen. Two men were drugged and robbed after leaving nightclubs with strangers. Police have not said that they were targeted because they were gay, but one council member says there seems to be a pattern here. Elected officials and volunteers handed out flyers with safety tips inside of bars and nightclubs up and down Ninth Avenue in the Hell's Kitchen section last night. Councilmember Eric Botcher told ABC7 he has since spoken to a number of other victims who say they were also drugged and robbed. If you leave a venue with someone that you don't know, make sure you tell your friends where you're going and who you're leaving with. 33-year-old John Umberger was found dead inside of a building on East 61st Street back in June. His phone was gone, his bank account was drained, and his credit card was maxed out. 
He had been out with friends at a bar on 48th Street and 8th Avenue. The other victim, 25-year-old Julio Ramirez, was last seen leaving a bar on West 46th Street with three men in April. He was found dead in the back of a taxi. Ramirez was also robbed, and his bank account was also emptied. WABC is holding its annual turkey giveaway Thursday. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. WABC owner and Red Apple Media Chairman John Casamitidis stepping up to the plate and remembering the less fortunate this Thanksgiving. People lining up outside St. John the Baptist Church Food Pantry on West 30th Street. We're giving enough turkeys away to feed 176,000 people. And I hope other people follow WABC's example. And, and do similar things in their communities. Pat showing up for a turkey. I want to thank the, 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 the givers, the people who donate all these turkeys for people like myself. It's really a blessing. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. While pieces of Bob Dylan's teenage years are going up for auction, 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. Well, Bob Dylan's love letters to his high school sweetheart are up for auction. The collection features 42 poems, lyrics, and love letters that are estimated to reach a bit of over $800,000. The letters shed light on his young life and his dreams of selling a million records one day. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.